the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change the Don't change the Great to have you coming here. Uh, just trying to track down Bo McDonald. I know who's down in the Bunbury region today uh, having a look at a uh, women's football game. Uh, does a bit of recruiting at this stage for Frio. So um, I know he was down there casting an eye over a couple of uh, community football games. 19 past five. We'll try and track him down ASAP. We're here for the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. On the Tempera Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Spewey says, I'm dead set sick of Gil's voice. The sooner he goes, the better. From Spewey down there in Bustleton, listening to us on SEN Spirit 621. But your thoughts on the Brownlow medal last night? Are you comfortable with the way it is? I must have checked. Uh, it started... It's difficult, isn't it? It goes on, it's on seven mate for its entirety last night. Sometimes it goes from seven mate to seven and then back and forth and you, you've got to change from one channel to the other. But it rated very well. There's about 900,000 people around the country that saw it on free-to-air TV last night. So a lot of people certainly got into it uh, here in Perth as well where I think just under 200,000 people saw some part of the Brownlow medal. But congratulations to Lockie Neal. And as I mentioned... And we've got Bo McDonald, we're about to introduce him. Is that in 2001 and 2002, in 2001, Jason Akamanis won the Brownlow. Brisbane won their very first premiership. The following year, Simon Black won the Brownlow, the West Australian. Well, we still call him a West Australian. And Brisbane won their second premiership. And a man that was leading the ruck in those two matches was Bo McDonald before injury set in, unfortunately, for the remainder of his career. Bo, thanks for joining us on the show. That's a pleasure, Peter. Thanks for having us. Is that a bit of an omen? Win at Brownlow, as Lockie Neal did for Brisbane last night, and maybe they win the Premiership this weekend. Well, well let's hope so for the Lions. They, um, yeah, certainly a little confidence booster for them, but they, um, no, I suppose it's his second time round, Lockie Neal, so he's a seasoned campaigner. I think he'll, uh, he'll go all right. What is it about the Gabba... Yeah that has become now, I reckon, the fortress in AFL football. When you were playing, uh, it didn't. It was a fortress, but not to the degree it is now. They they are unbeatable at home, aren't they? Uh, yeah, look, I'm just from looking from afar, they seem to play with a fair bit of energy up at the Gabba. It's a hard, fast ground. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not really sure, but they've certainly done well to get through a whole season without losing at home. That's for sure. When you're leading the ruck, uh, Craig McRae, who's the current uh, Collingwood coach, uh, was like a ruck rover. He was there in the middle for the most part. Uh, tell us what he was like as a person and as a player when you were playing. Yeah, so I probably spent more time like as a high-running half-forward and then come up onto the wing. And I suppose the thing I remember at five was how small he was, but he had a huge kick on him. He could bang him from outside 50 at will and was just a really hard worker, but just a really fun guy as well. He was always uh, always getting the lads together. Like you hear what's been going on at Collingwood, and you can sort of relate a little bit because uh, yeah, he always used to be good on our sort of end of year celebrations and and just a real fun character to have around the club. But look, a lot of guys were like that, and it's 
gets infectious and I suppose we just really enjoyed our time together. It was interesting, Tom Mitchell was just on the run home with Hayes and Marto and I was reading something about Tom Mitchell suggesting, and as we know, he's played at a couple of AFL clubs before heading to Collingwood. He says, I don't think I've enjoyed my football as much as I'm enjoying it now. And when you look at Craig McRae, who just turned 50 at the weekend, he seems to be fairly calm. He seems to be the same person, win, lose or draw. Yeah, look, um, I suppose we only see what we see on the TV. But, um, yeah, I'm not uh, – he's he's certainly a very – he's been there before and he's done that and he's, he's certainly a, a team character. So he'd be, he'd be a fantastic coach. He was like a coach when he played. You know, even though he wasn't a captain, he was definitely one of those you know, leading – Guys within our group, there was ten to fifteen of them, and a, um, he was certainly one of them. And look, I think a um, yeah, they're they're in great nick for what's going to be a, a great contest. I really don't know who to pick, to be honest. They're both <laughs> good teams. Whoever's going to do it on the day, really. I was yeah. thinking about Michael Voss last week. Of course, he went up to his old uh, stamping ground, uh, the Gabba, as coach of Carlton, and they got beaten. But you could just sense that Vossy still had that connection with the Brisbane Lions. I'm just wondering what sort of connection that Craig McRae still has with Brisbane, even though he's going to try and bring him down on Saturday. Yeah, look, I think it's just you really need to separate the two. I mean, uh, this is 20 years ago, and he'll he'll go and try and do the best of his ability tomorrow. But, I, um, yeah, you, you know, you play football for, for premierships, and, and you certainly, uh, you know, you certainly enjoy the premierships and the reunions when they come around because that, that that's that's the whole nuts and bolts of why you play footy. So, look, I think I, um, you know, once the season's all over, I, um, we'll catch up and, and have a good time together again. I mean, it was we done the same last year. Um, you know, Nigel Lappin and them in the grand final. He even turned up on the Sunday after the after their grand final win mm. for a few beers with the boys. So, um, yeah, we've always been a pretty tight group. Whenever we get together, we have a good time and enjoy each other's company. Saying that, uh, you were picked up from Swan Districts in the, I think, at the 1997 draft, went up to Brisbane in 1998. Did you ever yeah. forecast that the club, because at one stage I think they may have finished the wooden spoon in your early years, did you ever forecast yeah. that they win a three-peat like they did, one, two and three? No, nah, certainly not. I didn't even forecast winning one. Um, you're correct there. I was, Blackie and I flew over on the plane in November 97 and we got the wooden spoon in 98 and we were thinking, you know, what's going on here? And a lot of things changed sort of mid... That 98 was a big year. I think you remember Vossi broke his leg at Subiaco. Um, John Norby got sacked and Roger Merritt took us for the rest of the year. Um, the good part about that is I was playing a bit of twos footy and because Vossi broke his leg, he came back and coached us young blokes in the twos for the rest of the year. So that was a great learning experience mm. early on. But um, And then, then Lee Matthews come and it sort of... It all turned around pretty quick and... Yeah, to be honest, I'd only been there a year, but the training standards and training just become a lot harder. And yeah, a few few, few home truths got read out, I suppose, to the to the older blokes that have been around a while. And yeah, the whole attitude change was um, it was you know it was pretty visible. But then it was just about you know the more you started winning, the more you started believing. And yeah, you didn't really know what's what. I was only twenty one. Lee could have told me the moon was purple, and I would have thought that was the case. So <laughs> it was just a matter of you know doing what you can to earn respect of the group and. Um, you know, and up there too, we we were just around each other all the time. Um, you know, it's a very rugby league sort of sort of place, and um, you know, the, I always tell the story. I think before I went out to an Oz Kick Centre in Ipswich, and had twelve kids in uh, 1998, and I went out and done the 
same place in 2002 and had 2,000 kids out there. So just the growth wow. of Queensland in that three years was huge. So, um, yeah, it was it was certainly something unique and something great to be a part of. And, yeah, let's hope the boys get the experiences on, on Saturday. You mentioned about that wooden spoon. It's a remarkable statistic where most of the Lions' premiership side were actually on that playing list when the club yep. won the wooden spoon in 1998. And you sort of gave us an indication when Lethal Lee came in, the whole the whole gambit changed and it became a far more professional club where before, prior to that, maybe it was a bit of living the high life there in Queensland. Yeah, look, I think just, I think, well, I can only tell from my experience in early days in 98, that they, uh, you know, we certainly did enjoy ourselves a bit on the weekends and, um, yeah, like, I think probably relied on, three or four superstars in the team. And when Lee sort of come, he made it pretty clear that, you know, what we needed to do to to get to where we wanted to get to. And, um, yeah, and if you didn't come along, you sort of fell out the back door. So that was the... I think bringing Lee in was a, was a massive catalyst and something that needed to happen. But it wasn't just Lee. They changed they changed the whole the whole club. And that's no disrespect to the guys that were there beforehand. There's some really awesome people. But, I, um, yeah, it just brought a real... Real sense of discipline, I suppose, especially for those older guys who, you know, played 100 games, 150 games, um, you know, hadn't really been used to winning. Um, I think Lethal was just a perfect coach for them and, and you know, were just great guys to, to play behind as, as young blokes as well. When you look at Chris Fagan, on the other hand, Lethal goes down, Lee Matthews, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Some people suggest that he could be the best player ever to play VFL AFL football, that's how highly regarded he was. And then you've got someone now like Chris Fagan, who I don't think played a, a VFL game or an AFL game. He's 62 years old, could become the oldest premiership coach in history. It's amazing uh, how all of a sudden somebody completely different to those glory years 20 years ago is now yep. hopefully looking at bringing the glory days back to Brisbane through Chris Fagan. Yeah, look, it's, it's fantastic. He's got, he's got a different story and it's a um, it's a big industry, the AFL, and it's an industry for everyone. And yeah, just because you haven't played doesn't mean you can't coach the game or you can't learn. And um, I think it's a terrific story. And um, yeah, look, let's hope they go well on the weekend. It's going to be a it's going to be a nail biter, I reckon. Yeah, it should be an absolute beauty. So, how do yeah. you see Brisbane? And no doubt you still have a, a yeah. big interest. Uh, Lockie Neal winning the Brownlow last night. Did that surprise you? Um, well, to be honest, mate, I didn't I didn't watch it, but I woke up in the morning and it did surprise me. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a real. Uh, I'm not, I don't get right into the vote counts, to be honest. And yeah. uh, week's week, but it doesn't surprise me the calibre player is. I mean, I thought it would have been either Bontempelli or Petrarca or, or Locking Neal or Dacos. So yeah, not surprised. Not too surprised. But yeah, it was a. Um, yeah, I suppose it's a, a a little boost for the club. I suppose and. Uh, yeah, it's to win two, that's, that's just outstanding. Everybody still feels that the MCG is a bit of a bogey ground for Brisbane. They haven't performed well there, even though uh, the last time they played there, Melbourne kicked the last four goals to just pip them at the post. Uh, do you think there is a phobia about the MCG? Because it is vastly different to the Gabba. Well, the MCG and the Gabba... Um, coordinates are exactly the same um, and then it's just a lot harder and faster at the Gabba. Um, I think we're I think just the difference I watch when Brisbane play at the MCG compared to the Gabba is they just go for their skills, they go for their kicks, they go for their handballs and um, I don't think playing on grand final day there should worry them too much I think in that game against Melbourne, Fagan come out and said look he made a mistake and 
tried to kill the game a little bit too early and, and let Melbourne back into it. So I think if they didn't do that, they probably would have almost won it. So I think inside the group, they took a bit of confidence from that. Um, so, look, I don't, I don't think any player will be going down there thinking, oh, no, we're playing at the G, um, especially on grand final day. You, you don't really care where you are. You just want to get out there and get into it. Mm. Yeah. Do, you, do you sometimes pinch yourself to think that you were part of Brisbane's greatest era and you've got two premiership medallions to show? This humble boy that came from uh, Swan Districts? Yeah, I certainly do. I mean, I wasn't the, the best football player going around. I just played my role inside. And, um, yeah, I, I, I pinched myself, yeah, still to this day that, um, you know, how it all happened. Um, just grateful as well to be given an opportunity um, and to be able to be coached by Lee Matthews and uh, Madjo McLean and Craig Lambert and um, who else is Scotty McIver. Um, we had so many good Gary O'Donnell, Johnny Blakey. We just had so many great blokes around the club teaching us how to go about it. So it was just, uh, yeah, you do. You pinch yourself every day. And and um, I suppose that's why I enjoy my job so much now at the Footy Commission is just being able to try and give kids the best opportunity to to do what I was able to do. Yeah, and as we let you go, tell us about your current role. You're still involved in football, as you mentioned, working for the Footy Commission. What does Bo McDonald do these days? Yeah, I coach the State 18 girls. Um, this year, once again, I think it's the fourth year I've done that. So that was really enjoyable. I, um, so I still do that at the footy commission. And then part-time, I've been doing some rough work with the Dockers boys this year. Um, so that's been that's been really good as well and a great learning experience. Um, just being able to get involved with JL and the boys down there and see how they go about it. It's, it's fantastic and um, just learnt heaps. And, yeah, that, that's sort of what, where I'm at at the moment. And finally, regarding Fremantle, because you spend a bit of time down there, uh, a bit of a blip on the radar this year. You still feel there's plenty in that squad to suggest there's some good times just around the corner? Yeah, certainly. I mean, just being able to see that you know some of the young boys they've got coming through, how tight the lads are down there, and you know just their hungriness to be able to learn and improve is certainly it certainly is they are good as I've seen anywhere. So look, they um, I think they'll bounce will bounce back pretty quickly. Good on you, Bo. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, we appreciate your no. time, and uh, I'll see you around the hood. No worries, mate. Enjoy your run tomorrow. <laughs> okay, good on you. <laughs> Bo McDonald hey, joining us here. Uh, by the way, he does live just down the road from yours, truly. Just a lovely young man and uh, was a, an outstanding footballer. I think he's pretty humble. 91 games for Brisbane. He's got two premiership medallions, and he was part of Brisbane's greatest ever era. Now, they're trying to replicate... With this uh, mob, uh, if they win the premiership on Saturday against Collingwood, uh, they could probably go again next year. But I don't think anybody will emulate that Brisbane era, 2001, 2002, 2003. And you look at some of the players that played. You know, there was Justin Lepich. Daryl White was outstanding. Marcus Ashcroft, of course, his son now plays in this generation. There were the Scott brothers. There was Jason Akamanis. There was Michael Voss, who was the captain. Jonathan Brown, Luke Power, Alistair Lynch, Martin Pike, Craig McRae. It was just, you know, it was just a huge team. Mal Michael. Bo McDonald, I'll throw him in as well. Uh, they were a formidable combination, one of the greatest AFL teams that we have ever seen. All right, uh, it's coming up uh, 26 to 6. Shortly I'll be speaking to Alan Stancic, the brand-new Perth Glory coach. Just before we take a break, it was great to see Ben Cousins present at the Brownlow Medal last night. Melanie, his sister, accompanied him along. Ben hadn't been there for 18 years after winning the Brownlow medal in 2005. 
And this is what he had to say uh, about his reflection on winning the Brownlow in the week of a grand final. You know, I stayed in Perth. Uh, so, and I, I, um, you know, I remember the night that I won it. Um, I stayed, I was living in an apartment right next to where the casino was, but um, I was home, uh, in bed and asleep before midnight. So, I, you know, I, um, I often think that that was, wasn't a bad effort, you know, that yeah. um, regardless of, you know, how great that was um, and for it to fall my way, um, I, I sort of knew that, you know, maybe that was going to be something that you'd reflect on down the track. It was just mm. um, all about trying to redeem us, you know, and get a chance at, at mm. winning, a, playing in a flag. Yeah, good on you, Ben. Uh, looking fantastic. Great to see him at the Brownlow Medal last night. After all, he's one of those celebrated players that have actually won a Brownlow Medal. For Irrigir, the uh, that saves time and water. Let's just update the cricket. One for 79 a South Australia. One for 79. Hunt is 25. Drew, 32. It's in the 19th over. One for 79 in the Marsh Cup. 50 overs aside. WA made seven for 371. That update for Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. And on the other side of the break, who's going to be here is the coach of the Perth Glory. You're listening to Sports Day WA.